This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Welcome. This is the closing podcast of 2020. Now, the song that best resonates with the story I'm going to tell, I had to listen to like 100 times to make sure it was the right song to close this memorable year. I didn't stop at that. I continued my research by watching the movie that went with the song. The song that we are going to talk about in this episode today is, drum roll please, St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion by John Parr. This song is amazing, and the movie was fantastic, especially when you really look for the deeper meaning. Here are the lyrics that best resonate with the story I'm going to tell today. Just once in your life, a man has his time, and my time is now. I'm coming alive. I can hear the music playing. I can see the banners fly, feel like you're back again, and hope is riding high going to be your man in motion, and all I need is a pair of wheels. Take me where the future is lying, St. Elmo's fire. Now, along with the song, there's an actual part of St. Elmo's fire, the movie, that really resonates with the story as well. So in the movie, Demi Moore's character, Jules, hits rock bottom. Rob Lowe's character, Billy, who plays a deadbeat, ends up being the one to save her. He shares a story of St. Elmo's fire, which were lights in the sky. It was a real-life meteorological phenomenon. Sailors who were at sea would see these lights, and they thought it was civilization. So these lights that they would see on the horizon offered them hope to continue to move forward. And this song is all about hope. Hope best resonates with the story that I'm going to tell you today. This day, last year, my dad had passed away and I was about two weeks into the grieving process. With my family in and out of town, our home was a revolving door. It was 2019 and I was feeling sad but excited. Wow. It's almost 2020. 2020. I remember thinking as a child, what would life be like in 2020? In my eight-year-old brain, 2020 seemed to resemble an episode of the Jetsons with me wearing a super cute spacesuit. 
2020. I am apprehensive, but I'm optimistic. I was laying out my plan of what I wanted to achieve. So we set my dad's services for April on Long Island. I got to reach out to all the extended family, and I'm going to plan a fantastic celebration of life for him. Now we'll need to get my mom strong enough to get to the East Coast. Thinking about achievement, I signed up to begin my executive coaching coursework. And, you know, I really want to start a podcast. Oh my goodness, 2020, I can't wait for San Tropez in July. Greg and I are celebrating 20 years. Oh yeah. And yes, this is my 25th college reunion. And Cindy secured that beach house for all of us to stay. I can't wait to see everyone. It was Friday, March 13th, and I am celebrating with my mastermind group. The very next day, California is locked down. I went from moving 100 miles an hour to a complete stop, just like the rest of the world. What? No school? They're going to teach them online? Oh, the daily tears began. I miss my friends, mom. This sucks. And my oldest. What? No theater performances? I I just got casted. Greg and I, we come together and we say, hey guys, listen, we have never experienced anything like this in our lives. This is new to us as well. We are all going to need to be patient with one another. We will get through this together. Ah, yes, the togetherness. And we all had our jobs. My husband, he went to the market. We had one person that went to the market. I was the grocery cleaner. So it takes forever to wash all of those groceries. As I used all of those precious Clorox wipes to scrub every inch of every bag, every box, and don't forget, You put the masking tape in the center of your counter so you've got the clean on one side and the dirty on the other so not to cross-contaminate the COVID getting on the groceries. I kind of got used to fruit tasting a little soapy. How did I end up as the hot lunch lady? I mean, I just finished cleaning up from lunch and it's, hey, mom, what are we going to have for dinner? And what? We don't want spaghetti, meat sauce, and broccoli again. Yeah. And then I call my mom and who's living alone at this point, mom, you're not going to be able to leave the house. We are going to need to deliver the groceries to you. Yes. And leave them on your front stoop. No, I'm sorry. We can't see you. No, we can't. We can't visit. I'm so sorry. We, we just need to keep you safe. Good God. How am I going to survive this? the cooking, the cleaning, the groceries, the school. I have got to fill my time with more courses to keep my mind busy. I call them productive distractions. I have the space for one more class on my schedule. I will take storytelling at Second City. This is perfect. Yes, and this will be perfect for my podcast. Week one. I start to work on my shark encounter story. Week two, we begin to prepare for our performances. It was my turn. 
the last days with my dad. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened to the shark story? Are you sure, Patricia, you can handle this? I mean, do you have any unfinished business that would prevent you from being able to tell this story for a live audience? I want to create a story about my dad. I am still grieving him without being able to have the services. I need a way to celebrate his life. Week three, we begin to rehearse for our performances and get our final notes. Hey, Dad, would you like me to read you the story? Page one, The Richardson Family by Jack Richardson. All of the information and data and memories I possess. Oh, oh, oh no. Yep, it was the ugly cry. The ugly cry on Zoom, which is magnified. Double ugly. And crap, the show is five days away and I can't get through this story without losing it. Maybe they were right. It just is too soon. No, no, I have to do this. I got to do it for him. I've got to do it for me. I just got to rehearse a whole lot. It was the night of the show. It was my turn. People in the chat sending me messages, hands clapping emoji from Mike. You can do it from John. Break a leg, Patricia, from Mary. Lights up. I say my first sentence. And I did it. My boys came running up the stairs. My husband came running right into the room and gave me the biggest hug. I was still shaking, but it felt so good. I honored my dad that day, and I honored his legacy. I was grateful for Second City. I was grateful for the support of my classmates, as well as my family. The pandemic prevented us from having his services, but having this creative opportunity to honor him and celebrate his life was everything. I'm also grateful that our entire family could be with my dad on his last day, which was 12-11-2019. Now I'm looking at the losses this year. The majority of the people that have passed have passed alone without their loved ones holding them. In the U.S., 333,000 people have died of COVID. Globally, it is 1.77 million people. Now, I can't think of those numbers without thinking of the families that were unable to say goodbye, that were unable to hold their hand, that were unable to say those final words. I am deeply sorry for any of you who have lost someone during this year and were unable to be with them. This reminds me of a quote I learned from my story coach, Mary Kincaid. This comes from the New York Times article, What I Live For, by David Marchese, where he asks Viola Davis about Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther actor who died this year at age 42. Here is what she had to say. When the last person dies who has a memory of you, that's when you'll truly be dead. So I don't see him as gone. I see him as very much alive 
because his work is alive. Wow. Audience, I want all of us, especially those who lost a loved one this year, to keep the memory alive. This year has been about connecting, adapting, and reflecting. Here's what I mean about this. Connection. In March, the Tuesday after lockdown, I rolled up my sleeves and I said, how can I be of service? I started offering 9 a.m. fitness classes for free to anyone, everyone, every day of the week. And I told them until the pandemic was over, thinking it was going to be a few months. Well, I have taught 262 classes this year, and I am in desperate need of a massage. My wanting to help others became finding a purpose during this pandemic. I also have this number one via strength of love of learning. This has helped me connect with so many colleagues through the various courses I've taken through the College of Executive Coaching, as well as at Second City with my improv cohort. Adaptation. This year, we've had to adapt. Can you hear me? Oh, wait, am I muted? Oh, you can't, you can't hear my music? How's my lighting? Uh, yeah, you're cutting out. Oh, my internet's unstable. Oh, I think we lost her. Yeah, screen share is the middle button. Yeah, can you just make me host? I can hear you, but we can't see you. (laughs) Yes, this might sound a little familiar, and I think we all have a little bit of the technology PTSD. That being said, how great is it for us to adapt into this virtual life and that we can connect with our friends throughout the world? I hosted a wigs and wine happy hour, and I did it at the point of the pandemic where nobody had gotten their hair done. So it felt purposeful to have everyone wear wigs, and the wine certainly took the pressure off, and we all had a lot of laughs. I even took a stab at hosting a Zoom karaoke night for Greg and myself for our joint birthday party. It was a bit of a disaster, but I don't think I have laughed so hard. Podcasting has been a great adaptation. I mean, this is how extroverts handle a pandemic. They get in their closet sound booth, and have powerful conversations with friends. This has also been a year of reflection. I am using my Clifton strength of positivity to feel optimistic. This year, I have cherished time with my family, Zoom happy hours with friends, and collaborating with new friends and colleagues through my coaching courses. During this year, we have packed up and sold our house of 15 years and moved unpacked just a few miles up the road. We have had time to reflect on our family memories. My business has shifted and I've had time to truly understand my strengths, dial into my values and commit to helping others. Here I am a year later and here is what I hope for us all. One. I want to binge watch live Broadway shows. Our performers need to perform and we all need to be inspired. I wish for all stores to never again run out of Charmin or Bounty. I want everyone to be vaccinated. 
I encourage all of us to continue to support our small businesses and restaurants. I can't wait for live, in-person, improv shows with audience that are also live at Second City. I want the kids back in school to be with their friends and incredible teachers. I wish to hug everyone without the compulsion of needing to spray myself down with Lysol afterward. I can't wait to travel and to see our East Coast family and friends. I wish for all essential workers, especially the medical professionals, to be honored and given some R&R, some much-needed R&R for all of their dedication during this time. Lastly, I never want to lose sight of what truly matters and what valuable lessons about life I've learned this year. For instance, family is everything. Friendships are quality over quantity. Kindness is contagious. Gratitude shifts your mood. You must know and live in your strengths. It can get you through just about anything. My promise to you, audience, is that I will be here with you every Monday with the intention of you seeing how your unique strengths can get you through any life obstacle. I will provide you with motivation and inspiration. And let's not forget some of those fun conversations about the 80s. As your coach, I can help you discover and utilize your strengths. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy New Year. Cheers to 2021. You can find me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.